Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in Colossians chapter 3, and Paul turns the corner in Colossians 3 and begins a major section of application, writing to believers. Notice how he begins, if then you were raised with Christ, those who have trusted Jesus as their Savior, and just as Jesus has risen from the dead, we have a new life in Christ, and he tells them first to seek those things which are above, and then in verse 2, to set your mind on things above to seek heaven and to think heaven as opposed to the material world or as opposed to the temporal world and do that because your life is hidden with with Christ in God and Jesus is coming in verse number four. Then he calls them to turn from the the sins of the flesh and maybe past lifestyles that they held on to. Some false religion says it was okay to live how you want. You could live with license. But Paul says, no, there are sins that you need to put to death. Why? Because verse number six says that the wrath of God is coming on the disobedient. And then in verse number eight, he tells them to put off certain sins, but instead to put on verse number 10, the new man, renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. And then he says this in verse number 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. That as a new believer, an individual believer, we put on the new man, but we also recognize that there's a corporate body that we as the church are in. There is not to be a difference in ethnicity that would drive us to a place of division. There is to be no room for racism so that there's no Greek or Jew. There's no difference ethnically between uh, those who are in the body of Christ. We're all one in the body of Christ. Then he talks about those who were circumcised and those that were not. There's these religious differences, but he says you're one. Christ is all and in all. Barbarians and Scythians, that's talking about those who had a very great culture difference. And then slaves and free, they would have had economic and social differences, but Christ is all and in all. In the body of Christ, there's no room for racism. Then in verse 12 through 14, he tells them to put on, put on tender mercies and kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, and to bear with one another, to forgive one another, and above all of these, to put on love. Then verse 15 through 17, he challenges them to let the peace of God rule, or the peace of Christ, many of your versions may read, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. The word rule there is let God's peace be an umpire over your heart. And as God leads and guides through his peace or through his conviction of the Holy Spirit, let him guide you. Then let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. So the peace of Christ is ruling. The word of Christ is dwelling. Then verse number 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the name of Christ motivate everything that you do in word or deed. Then he fleshes this out in the family uh, environment in verses 18 through 25. Wives are to submit to their husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands are to love. Children are to obey. Fathers that should be par- or could be parents in verse 21. Parents do not provoke your children. Bond servants are to obey. And as we look at this picture of family harmony, it 
it all stems back to the fact that we know Jesus. We've experienced his peace. We're in his word. We're following his name. And then he says in verse 23, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord, you're going to receive the reward of your inheritance. You serve the Lord Christ. There is no partiality, he reminds us in verse number 25.